concussion and now I drank all last week. I'd actually really like to hear the story of how you hurt yourself on snacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't realize I hurt myself on snacks until after the fact, but... So, on Sunday then, it must have been like Sunday afternoon, you know, Crown had come a little loose a little while before, and I was eating uh, kettle chips from Panera Bread. And while I'm eating these chips, I noticed there's like kind of an intense pain in my front tooth. And I'm like, oh man, I need to stop eating these chips. You know, I need to try and get into the doctor first thing tomorrow morning. So, you know, I, I take painkillers, whatever, I go to bed. I call my dentist, and my dentist, he's like, okay, come in for an emergency thing. You know, he taps one tooth, which is painful as fuck, and then he taps another tooth, which is also painful, and then he taps a third one and a fourth one, and he's like, uh, so we're going to take an x-ray. You know, I'm going to numb you up. But he takes the x-ray, and he shows me uh, these little white spots where you can literally see the tooth has kind of separated from the gum, and you can see the tears in the muscle. Um, it's not a pretty sight. It looks kind of like a spider web. So he says, oh, yeah, you tore, you know, you tore some ligaments in there. Did you eat anything hard yesterday? And I'm thinking, he's like, did you eat popcorn? Did you eat gum? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I had kettle chips. So I'm like, okay, that'll do it then. Let this be a lesson, kids. Always be safe while eating your kettle chips. Hey, you know what else is really painful? <laughs> Vi- <laughs> video games. <laughs> yeah, video games. What episode are we on? I mean, we've done so many episodes, I can't even count them anymore. God, it feels like it was just yesterday that we did episode four, and it almost was because it was just six days before yesterday. Yeah, so it's like, it must be five. I mean, I can almost count that on one hand. I believe it is. <laughs> We're almost to hand number two. <laughs> we have an enormous round table that's even rounder than usual. We have Jared. Please introduce yourself. That, that is That is me, Jared. And we have Jay. You must introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jay. I rip my teeth on kettle chips. <laughs> I'm Jason, and for some reason, we decided we we're going to throw a fourth guy in here because, you know, we got lots of friends. We're we're intelligent people. We're bright. People like us. Right? I have, I have so many friends. <laughs> I know, and one sure. of them, Shit. his name is Michael, and he's here because, you know, he might be writing some stuff for the site, maybe. I'm very proud to be joining the story tradition of four previous podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, these are horrible. I, I, I didn't comment on quality. Well, listen, I have stuff to talk about because um, the stuff I have to talk about has nothing to do with my games, by the way, because uh, I was not good and I did not do my homework and play much more of our clash because uh, I don't have a reason. So it's because it's not very good? I haven't really felt compelled to play it again. Is is it just because like a lot of porn came out this week? And yeah, I mean I'm swamped with porn, and then there's <laughs> uh, actually I do have other a little news things to talk about, and I thought they were really fucking interesting. I mean, this is probably not surprising at this point, but a guy in London, I guess, was stabbed for his copy of GTA Five. Oh, I, I didn't hear about this one yet. Yeah, some so like some twenty something guy, twenty three year old guy came out of the store with a copy of GTA five and like uh, at least one guy I guess came and like stabbed him and took the game. I mean I was actually worried that would happen to me when I got my copy today. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm surprised Jay doesn't get stabbed every day. Yeah, but especially today. I don't get like when will people learn that if you don't want to get stabbed, you just order the thing on Amazon. Like the UPS guy isn't gonna deliver it and then shank you. He, he might. might. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on in New York? <laughs> it makes you both say that simultaneously. God, oh, yeah, well, he might. He could. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know I live in, like, the happy state, but holy shit. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, they treat your packages like crap, and you almost expect them to shank you just to add insult to injury. Just hands you this flaccid, dented package, and then it's like, well, here, it got to give you this, too. And then delivers the blade. <laughs> he puts the little package, you know, in your hands, and then he drives a sword, like, all the way through it and through you. And skewers both of you. So, I mean, does does the story have a happy ending? Does this guy get his... Um, that, the other guy... I don't know if it has a happy kid. ending, but he's not dead, so... I, I guess bet. that's about as happy as it can get. I think it'll end the way these stories usually end, which is a celebrity will visit him in the hospital, and, right. uh, and he'll maybe get another copy of the game. <laughs> Maybe. Someone from Rockstar is going to go down. There, there might be some PTSD there, though. A little bit, yeah. Oh, and, and you know, cue the people saying that 
these are the violent GTA players we've come to expect. Never mind that the guy who got stabbed was the guy buying GTA. True. Yeah, he, of all of all the people who should be prepared to defend their game with deadly force, <laughs> one would expect it to be the GTA fan, right? And the he only was too other busy stabbing a hooker at the time. <laughs> That's how he got right. him. He snuck up behind him while he was mid hooker shank. He was like, "Oh, gotcha." Mid hooker shank. Yeah, that's well, actually there's even more because for some reason this made me go to Kotaku and right here on the front page it says three guys pretended to be cops to get GTA Five early. What? Wait, what? is this? I actually I I saw this on. Um, I don't know if this is the same story Kotaku ran. It it probably is because this is where they get their stories. I saw on Reddit there was a guy who posted a picture that said. Oh, shit. What did it say? It said, like, three policemen or something. Poli- cops came to the uh, thing, said they were there for crowd control, and then skipped to the front of the line. And I wonder if that's the same, same Oh, it story. happened here. Look at that. Oh, it- reports from the NYPD. Oh. Three men from Staten Island. There you go. <laughs> Jeez. That's rough. Yeah. To be fair, that does totally sound like a move out of GTA. It does. Yeah, actually, it's a heist, kind of. Yeah. It's kind oh, of a that's it. Maybe it's like a marketing thing. Some guys went in posing as cops. They're really like rock star guys. They're like, oh, you can do this in the game, so buy it now. Oh, man, this thing gets more interesting. It says one of the three charged was an auxiliary NYPD officer, and one was the son of a retired officer. They pulled up in a car, purchased at a police auction. They really, really went out their way to get this copy. <laughs> wow, with lights and sirens installed. I feel like uh, I feel like GTA releases really bring out the best in society. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you guys saw the um, the electronic uh, boutique, electronics boutique, EB, whatever the fuck that EB Games in Australia. That one that was, uh, or maybe it was New Zealand. Wow, I am butchering this story. Um, there was a place in New Zealand that sold games. Maybe a place in Lower Asia area. And they were doing some kind of promotion where they were putting, like, flour into baggies and giving it away as pretend cocaine. God. <laughs> okay. All right. Because that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I got arrested in high school once for doing that. But I was in high school. <laughs> Why would you even do that? I was making a music video. Oh, actually, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. That's probably the best explanation I've ever heard. It would be, it would be kind of, like, I'm, I'm scared just to buy those small bags. Like, sometimes I, you know that tiny Ziploc bag? Like, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could buy one of those and put, like, dice or something in it. But I'm worried that, like, it, just buying that on Amazon probably puts you on a list somewhere. Yeah. Oh, those guys buying bags. Everything we do now puts us on a list, apparently. Yeah, that's true. There's Diablo 3 news, by the way. Okay. Oh, boy. Excited for yeah, Diablo 3. Are, are we sure there are no more, like, GTA occurrences around the world. Oh, I'm sure there are, but I need to like. To, to be fair, that. there are no stories of all the good things that probably happened during the launch, like people pulling orphans out of burning buildings while waiting True. in line for GTA. Well, actually, yeah. Did, did you see that? Because that that really did happen. Oh, I'm not being I'm not being flippant. There was uh, <laughs> there were two two children. Dead serious. There were two kids walking home after buying Grand Theft Auto. And they they heard a elderly or not heard, but they saw a, a house fire. And I guess they like kicked the door open and rescued an elderly man who who wasn't able to get out. Wow. So you're not too far I, off. Holy shit! Way to go, GTA fans. <laughs> See, they're I, really good people. If we have one stabbing, and then we have a one fake police officer, and then we have one elderly man rescue, that only puts us down one. Like we're negative no, no. one right now. That one. Yeah. So. Here's here's my proposal then for GTA Six. We just need to do like a 24 hour podcast that we call GTA Watch, so we re- report <laughs> we'll all the it, crazy shit that happened. We'll call it Stab Watch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Diablo Three. Right, I guess the Diablo Three news is kind of dwarfed by all the awesome GTA Five news, but uh, <clears throat> it is big news for anybody who hates Diablo Three and wants it to change. Uh, the gold auction house and the real money auction house are going to be shutting down uh, March 18th of next year. Because is that, is, uh, that, is that because they had presumably good results doing that on the uh, uh, on the console versions? Yes, and also because I think they're finally admitting that the fact that most people now go on the auction house to get all their gear, which means you're not really playing the game except to grind for gold. And uh, 
Yeah. Plus, I think I think drops were somehow altered by the auction house. So I guess if there's a lot of good stuff on the auction house. It would make it so that you got less good stuff from actually playing that to somehow sucks. balance it out, I guess. I don't know. Huh. It's shitty. But I, I guess this means Blizzard's trying to improve stuff. But I don't know. We'll give it time. Who knows? They <laughs> right. Nowadays, they like to just ruin things and just leave them that way. But maybe this is a brand new Blizzard that we can all love and, and cuddle at night. Yeah, I won't hold my breath on that one, no. Yep, neither will I. So, <laughs> I'll talk about our clash really quick, because then we can just, right. you know, spill out into all the other directions. <clears throat> Apparently, our clash is based on something like a tabletop game, but I didn't research it because I didn't know until, like, probably, like, earlier today. Uh, the, it's basically like a real-time strategy game where you only control uh, a few units, and you can do that sort of. Um, trying to think of a game that's like that, but you can, you can pause it to you know carry out all of your actions, and then unpause it to let them all go at once. Oh, I played a game oh, like yeah. that. It's called the Bureau XCOM. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so uh, it, it's a lot like uh, the Old Republic. You know, the uh, the Star Wars RPG, not the right. MMO where you can pause the game and uh, resume it to carry out your actions and you need to. Otherwise, you just get completely shanked. It's a nice-looking game. It uh, runs okay, but there's not a lot to it. Uh, There's like a perverted little goblin uh, who Jay thinks probably isn't all that perverted, but Jay's perverted, so... I am pretty perverted. There's not a lot to it so far. I mean, we're just like... Basically, you're part of this guild called Wheel Wheel Swords. I don't know what a wheel sword is. But, uh, yeah, you're one of... I could take some guesses. Okay. I mean, it sounds like something you might find on a website like RedTube, maybe. (laughs) That's someone's code name. Yeah, maybe. Time time to get some of the wheel sword. The fuck are you clicking on RedTube? You said it was a cool place to check out. I was going to say, it's like that that monster in Dark Souls that's a a, a wheel. It's like the wheel skeletons. Uh, See, that's not where my head went. Clearly, because when I hear wheel and sword, I think sex. <laughs> Maybe if you're having wheel sword sex. <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, you don't know what I do in the bedroom. I might have wheel sword sex all the time. It's uh, <laughs> Hey, and I try not to judge, and I think everybody, as long as you're safe, which it doesn't sound like you're being safe, but as long as you're, uh, you know, I guess, I guess not doing anything to anyone that they don't want done to them, then I fully support your wheel sword sex. Huh. <laughs> but love, love, love your fellow man. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything more to say about our clash, really. <laughs> I, I haven't really been playing it that much, and I'm not into it. And I think the story's bad because, uh, you know, every time somebody opens their mouth, it's as if to say, like, hey, look at what personality I, type I am. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's just not good. Well, I mean, it's, it's probably going to get a mediocre score, let's face it. I'm still glad you brought it to the table so that Jay could get in there and really mine out the the good laughs, the good yeah. Checks. I mean, somehow wheel sword equates to porn. I I could I could just see it going that way. You're <laughs> the one that pointed out I was the pervert. That's all. That's true. What did he have left to discuss after you accused him of perversity? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much nothing. I was. That's why I was just sort of lashing out at Jay. Maybe you know get him to help out and make this interesting. But there are many more interesting games that you guys have been playing. Should we should we save the obvious choice for last? I, I I'll go I'll go first if you want, and then we can we can hit up Mike and then uh, and then circle back to Jay. Does that work? Sure. So mine is actually slash I played a game slash I tried to buy a game, and I guess this is my subject for the week is uh, what the fuck is Nintendo doing? What are they doing? They put out all their games on Sunday, right? And they've done this for a long time. I remember this way back when the Wii came out. They were doing it. And probably even before then, but uh, that's as far back as I can recall. That's the last time I recall trying to buy a Nintendo product on launch day. Yesterday, I'm sitting around. It's Sunday. It's like 6 p.m. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out and get the wonderful 101. I knew Grand Theft Auto was coming, but I was like, I really want to just try that game and squeeze it out and you know, see see if I can get some, some extra value from that Wii U. And... uh that game is fucking hard to find. And I encountered this with, when I went to get Pikmin 2 on launch day. Not Pik- Pikmin 3, but Pikmin also on launch day. Where I, I go to... The first place I go is Best Buy. And I get into Best Buy. And they have a sign for it. Like it says... They have a big old sign that says Wonderful 101 available today. and uh, But it's not there. It's not on any of the shelves. 
It's it's nowhere to be found. I know it's not sold out because nobody knows about that game. Right. Maybe it's called the Wonderful 101 because there were only 101 copies made. Oh, that's reasonable. That actually sounds almost right. <laughs> uh, so I asked the guy, I'm like, will you get me this game that you're clearly advertising as having? And uh, and he's he goes and looks it up on the computer and he's like, well, it says we have eight of them. And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take one of those, please. <laughs> and and he's like, well, let me see if I can go find it. And he writes down the bin number and he disappears. And then he he, he comes back like ten minutes later and he's like, I he's like I I can't find it. It makes two of us. Why don't you fucking find it then? Like your website says it's in stock. <laughs> My first thought was to go on Best Buy site and buy it and have it delivered to the store and then just see what they do. Like what will happen. It's got to be in that fucking store somewhere. So I just gave up. There was a GameStop right down the street, and I try not to go into those, but I, I decided to do it. So I leave, and I drive down the road. Well, GameStop's fucking closed because it's Sunday, and it's and they close at like 6, and it's 6.30 at this point. So can't get it there. I go to... Uh, so I, I actually went home. I was like, Actually, no, I lied. I went to Target first. I <laughs> don't know why I searched for this game so hard. I went to Target... <laughs> They didn't have it out, and the guy, I asked him about it, and he had no idea what it was and didn't even, like, bother to type it into a computer or anything. He's like, I don't think we have that. And I was like, fine. So I went home, and I just resigned myself to not having the game. Then it started to really irk me, and so I decided to find a GameStop that was still open. I went there. I waited in line for fucking 30 minutes while the guy in front of me traded an Xbox, a PlayStation, a 3DS, and, like, a shit ton of games in presumably so he could make rent or buy crack cocaine i don't know which um but he got Probably. like a, he got like 120 bucks cash for all that and, and, wow and was pretty pleased and, wow. <laughs> and so i get up to the front finally after all this time and i'm like wonderful 101 can i have can i have that please and the guy's like, I can't, I don't think we can sell that today. That didn't come out today. And he's got a fucking sign that says it did. I, <laughs> I pointed to it. And I'm like, do you see that where it says the 15th? That's today. And, uh, and he digs through the drawer and he finds a copy. He finds a single copy and he, uh, starts to ring it up and he's like, Oh, I can't sell you this. And I'm like, dude, the release date's right there. And he's like, no, this is a pre-order. I can't sell you this. They got one copy for the whole store and it was a pre-order. That's weird. Cause what it's supposed to. They're supposed to match each pre-order that they have. Well, they sure didn't. At least, <laughs> at least I assume they didn't. Maybe they sold one earlier that day, but this guy right. didn't even seem to know it had come out. And so my last final trip was to Walmart. Cause at this point, it's like, fuck this. I'm getting this game. Like, I don't even care. And so I go to Walmart and I talk to the lady and I show her, I looked it up on Walmart's site on my phone and it says, give this number to your, to your Walmart associate and they'll find it. And I show her the number and she's like, I don't know what those are. <laughs> goes over to the computer <laughs> and, and types in the name of the game and uh she's like oh it's in the back somewhere go go get it everybody who tells me it's in the back just then stands there and looks at me like i would never expect them to go back there <laughs> i just common knowledge that there's like a sea monster or something back there oh he would he would surely never ask me to do that Cthulhu's back there. And so I'm like, I'd go. Be a real sword back there. Go get it. And she goes and she finds it finally. And she comes back up and she says, I found it. We have seven of them, but I can't sell them to you. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and she's like, because it says it doesn't come out till tomorrow. And so I, I didn't even bother anymore. I, who fucking cares? Uh, and I went and picked it up yesterday. And long story short, I fucking hate that game. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I put it in the drive and I hate. I hate, hate, hate that game. It does not raging Raven. It does not have any kind of <laughs> tutorial whatsoever. It it just like it'll show you the buttons that you should press periodically, but that's it. Like it doesn't explain any of its systems or anything. There's a lot of monsters I can't figure out how to beat. When you boot it up, it gives you three difficulty options. It gives you very easy, easy, or normal. There's, just, <laughs> there's no hard. There's no like difficult. There we go. There we go. That was actually the most fitting use of that to date, I think. <laughs> um, and so I, I picked normal because that's what I generally try to do. It's just everything takes way too many hits to, to kill. And if there's I, I've tried combos, I've tried doing everything they've asked. And I just I'm so fucking fed up with that game. 
I was just dying to stop playing it. I got about two hours in, and everybody online loves it. I'm the only person in the world who doesn't like it, according to the internet. You gotta, you gotta scale us back a little bit, there, partner. What is this game about? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking about how much you hate it, in no detail. I fucking hate this game. So you are, uh, you, you control a a small superhero man, and kind of like Pikmin, you gather up other people to become superheroes with you. You know, there are people who become permanent members of your team, but there's also just civilians that you can recruit temporarily on each mission. And uh, you can use the touchpad to draw on the screen uh, to arrange these people that join your team, and they will become the object that you draw. So, for example, if you draw a straight line, that'll be a sword, and they turn into a big honking sword, and then you can... It's it's kind of a brawler, like Devil May Cry or uh, or those kind of games. And it and they'll turn into a sword and you can fight them. And then you'll usually still have guys left over. So you can even draw another symbol and push a different button. And those guys will just kind of do an automated attack uh, uh, as well as whatever you're doing. The touch screen is really unintuitive because to draw on it, you have to look away from the screen. And usually that means that you will get punched or something by by somebody. If you use the right analog stick, you can draw all the symbols and it's way faster and lets you combo things. So I don't even know why anybody would use the touchscreen. Like this, this game is totally playable, perfectly fine, works like a charm with just a standard pro controller, except there are these rooms that you go in, puzzle rooms, where you are forced to move around the screen to look around the room because you can't see anything on the TV at this point. And then you just do things that you would normally do outside, except in a room and you're being asked to move the pad around. Like, it, it's the worst implementation of the gamepad. It's just like, oh, we got to have them required at some point. Lots of people like this game. So maybe it's just because I'm too casual. Well, so what I'm hearing because... is that you actually had more fun trying to get the game than playing it. <laughs> I would say that nothing about this game has been a positive experience. <laughs> I put in the Club Nintendo information to register it and get my sweet, sweet coins. <laughs> and, like, they have this survey where they're, asking you like why'd you buy the game and i'm sitting there i'm like i really don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't get me hate mail what will it's... yeah we've been trying pretty hard for that hate mail but i've been looking enemy slimer turning into, speaking, turning into speaking the contrary speaking of which i don't know if i'll get to it but i want everyone out there listening to this podcast to know amnesia machine for pigs is also a piece of shit <laughs> let's continue <laughs> I... and 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 mirror moon EP. And Mirror Moon EP. Everything, the shit. everything you like is terrible, essentially. <laughs> it's, and, it, and it kills me because I go to this Wii U forum every now and then to like kind of, it, I don't know, it's like group therapy a little bit. And they're, they're all, it's the same thing with the PC stuff. They're all sitting there like convincing themselves. They're like, I'm so glad Grand Theft Auto didn't come to my system. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sure am happy I missed out on this zeitgeist because it looks shitty as shit. And then they're also like convincing themselves that they just love the wonderful 101. There's a few people that are honest and are like, man, this game's pretty hard to get into. But everybody else is like, oh, it's great. All the combos and sweet whatever we do. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Would you say it's great compared to playing nothing at all? No, I actually wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to actively not play it for the entire two. Like uh, the missions are really long. And I went through three of them, I think. And uh, the best part so far is there's a very fat person on your team who has a backpack full of candy and fires a gun. And uh, I like him. Fat shaming. He's uh, he's Augustus Gloop, basically. He's even like got an Austrian or, or actually he's French now that I think about it. But well, it's just the same thing. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. Same exact thing. Man. So is all, is all of your rage just coming to a halt now? Fuck that, that... game. Like, ah, here here's something. I would have rather played another couple hours of the Bureau so far. Oh, God. I think Fast and Furious Showdown made me less angry than this game did. You, you know what? It sounds like Bad Games Week was actually a more positive experience than what came after. <laughs> I felt good when I was done with Fast and Furious because I was like, nothing will ever be this bad. And here I am. <laughs> it's always darkest just before the dawn. I'm going to keep going. Because like I said, there's got to be just something I'm missing and I'm just tarding out. But every monster that I come across feels like there's a trick to beating them, but I cannot figure it out. And probably the most annoying thing is every time you get hit, it scatters all of your teammates 
And then you can't do any attacks because you don't have any of your teammates and you have to run around and wake them all up. As I'm drawing like a pattern on the screen, I'll get, I'll do it wrong and I'll cancel out of it. And then I get smacked and everybody goes flying. And before I can draw the pattern again, I got to go find everybody and pick them back up. And, ah, it just it is so obnoxious. Where does the uh, 101 come in? Uh, there are a hundred people on the team and then you are the 101st person. Uh, mm. you, you, the person controlling them, like they break, they break the fourth wall to be like, Hey, Hey, that's you. <laughs> it's not really breaking the fourth wall. It's like, that's, it's slapping the fourth wall. That's you, buddy. Guess what? <laughs> You're on the team. If if you were to give this a score between <laughs> four and five, what would it be? I'm calmer today. I know I don't seem like it. <laughs> I know that that doesn't feel like that's possible. I'm actually much calmer today. Um, if you had asked me at the height of my frustration last night, I probably would have told you a, a one. I really, really, really didn't like it. And every every button I pressed is felt like just agony. Like Everything wow. takes forever to die. Why does it take so long for everything to die? And and not only that, but all the enemies make super obnoxious noises. Well, maybe not all of them, but there's there's at least one tank that you have to fight that I, I can't figure out what to do. I'm pretty sure you have to break its shield off, but I don't know if that means attacking it at a certain point or the game never tells you. The game never gives you a hint. Like it just puts the guy out there and gives him to you. Uh, it, or if it did tell me, it just sailed right over my head and I totally missed it. But w- one of those guys takes like 15 minutes for me to down. <laughs> it feels like it at least. And I was playing and it dropped two in at once. And I was like, fuck, fuck this. Like, I am so lucky I didn't snap that pad in half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Uh- Glowing endorsement for Wonderful 101. Anyway, guys, it's available at nowhere, and I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely recommend you go pick it up. It's it's in a treasure chest behind a waterfall. You'll never find it. Basically, <laughs> it's, two, it's two bad choices because Nintendo's a releasing it on Sunday, where no retailer can even be remotely bothered to put their game on the shelf, and b they're releasing it the same week as GTA. Like this game is going to be shuffled away and forgotten about for eternity. The only way that you will play this game, unless you're stupid like me, is because you own nothing but a Wii U. That is the only way this game is is something that you will probably play. That's a pretty glowing endorsement. <laughs> That's just the truth of it. Like, Nintendo should have put this out two weeks earlier or 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 a quarter later. If they would have put this out in, like, 2014 in March, maybe it would have would have been better. But anyway... <laughs> So where do we go from there? <laughs> well, I suppose we go on to, uh, you know, whatever Mike's been playing. I don't know what uh, I thought. Maybe Jared gave him something, right? Yeah, I'm going to give yeah. him Wonderful 101. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that sounds fantastic. Uh, no, Jared actually gave me Killer is Dead, which I had never heard of before. And, you know, especially given the last couple of podcasts, I expected, you know, my first review, I'd have to play something. It's just awful. And this one was actually not too bad. It's made by Grasshopper Manufacturer, guys who did uh, No More Heroes, um, Killer7, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, Killer7, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is the same game that Japanese developers make every time. You are a guy in a suit with a samurai sword and a robot gun arm. <laughs> and that's pretty much the whole game. But uh, it's pretty much a standard hack and slash, you know, like Devil May Cry or uh, God of War, but not very deep. But it's done in the cel-shaded anime style. I'm kind of torn because it's really not so good that I want to rave about it, but not so bad that I can be mad about it. So I don't really know what to say about it. You were, it is weird, though. I was particularly interested in that this mechanic you were telling me about where you give presents. Okay, yeah, the gigolo missions. The gigolo so, missions. Gigolo missions, wow. Oh, yeah. All right, so the main character, Mondo Zappa, is this... <laughs> assassin who works for an organization called Brian's Executioner Office. And basically your job is to, you take contracts to go kill all these supernatural creatures and it's got something to do with the moon and anime bullshit and such and such. In between episodes you can do side missions. And some of these side missions are just normal stuff like, you know, replay a level and get so many points or kill so many people, etc. But you can do gigolo missions. And the point of this game is to engage a woman and look at her gigantic anime hooters without her spotting you. Like, it's <laughs> it's first person, and you'll be sitting next to a girl, and 
she'll be talking to you about just inconsequential bullshit, and then she'll look away, and you just have to zoom in on her boobs or her lap. <laughs> ah, the most erotic part of the woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get to that. But as you as you do that, it raises your guts level, which is represented by, like, blood going to your head. And as you raise up your level, once you get it to full, you can give her a present. And then if she likes the present, you know, you'll fill up her heart meter. And if you win her heart over, you get to take her back home and have your nasty way with her. And then you get a gun arm as a reward. Uh, that sounds like how my dates go. It's pretty much <laughs> the most realistic relationship simulator I've ever played. How many gun arms have you gotten, Jay? <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> I have a wall full of them. Of course, of course you do. You know how most people have like another notch in the headboard? Well, Jay, Jay has a gun arm on the wall. <laughs> so the first girl that you engage in the game, she's this Brazilian chick and she's wearing this very low cut skirt. So, you know, when you're trying to ogle her, you can, you can see a lot. But then the next girl you date is a geisha and she's wearing a kimono. So basically it's like she's wearing a blanket. So. You're looking, but there's not really anything to see there. However, halfway through the game, you get gigolo glasses. And what these are is you put them on in the middle of a gigolo mission. The girl's clothes just disappear, and she's sitting there in her underwear. It's, it's, uh, it's like the lens of truth. <laughs> I, I guarantee Jay's like looking on Amazon right now feverishly, trying to find out how much this game costs. Oh, well, that, that was the thing, the is I think and this really is more of a game for Jay than me. Might be true. <laughs> and you'll notice we've I've been talking about the game for like five minutes. I spent about one minute describing the actual gameplay and about four describing these missions. So, you know, that kind of tells you <laughs> it's really not a bad game. I mean, it is weird for the sake of being weird. And it's got, you know, your typical annoying, squeaky, kawaii sidekick. And, but it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's fun. You kill stuff. You slash a lot. It's got three buttons. You can attack, block, and guard break. And it doesn't get any more complex for the rest of the game. But, you know, visually it's, Cool to look at. Um, the music is good. It's actually, I was surprised, it's Akira Yamaoka, who did Silent Hill. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. And well, he worked on um, one of their previous games, too, I think. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the one just before Lollipop Chainsaw. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Damned something or other. I get, I oh, it's, uh, it's Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned, yeah. Okay. I actually have that, and I never got past like the second level for some reason. That game was was pretty good. I mean, not good enough to beat the second level, but <laughs> I that was great. Wonderful 101 good then. No, because I got all the way to the third level. And now that I think about it, that makes me even more mad. Oh, God. I've done it. Oh, God. Why is it just it's such a chore? Every time they drop in, a guy is making me mad. I can't even get words out like about this game fucking game and it makes me even more angry that it's got like a 76 on metacritic this is your mirror moon basically <laughs> i'm gonna turn i'm gonna turn the difficulty down i think that's the only answer like i'm just gonna set it to very easy and just admit you're casual pretty much yeah i mean i'm I, what I, I, let's be let's face it here what i'm really mad about is that it's not candy crush right <laughs> or cookie clicker yeah cookie clicker is actually a little too in-depth for me like now there's now there's this elder pact i have to manage what is that yeah don't do that. Don't yeah. activate the elder pack. I already did. It's too late. Ooh. I don't even know why. I, I just w have a habit of clicking whatever's in the top left of the upgrades, and now apparently I'm in some kind of meta game, and I don't have time for that. I'm a busy guy. You are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bought about the end of the world, and now you have to handle it. Great. Great. <laughs> the game that required no thought is suddenly like, hey, let's consider things. <laughs> don't click those cookies, asshole. The world's resting on it. Take a, take a minute and think about this. Grandmas will take over the world, and it's going to be your fault if you don't stop them. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Wonderful 101 is pretty good. I got Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I got Grand Theft Auto today. It arrived at my door uh, safely, and I was not stabbed at any point. So I'm yeah. probably probably going to install that, and I don't know. I'll I'll do the Wonderful 101 review at some point. I feel like I should play more of it before I review it. I mean, G GTA 5 is going to be a, lot, a much better experience, I can guarantee you. Yeah, no, I'm not doubting that. Unless... I think I think at some point we just have to like maybe do a little bit of research beforehand and just not review bad games for a little while. People are going to start to suspect something. <laughs> see, here's the really thing: weird. we haven't really been reviewing bad games, have we? No, you're right. We've been, you're right. Like, reviewing games everyone else likes, we just don't like them. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem, right? Is if you people love research that. it, it doesn't matter because everybody thinks they're a okay. 
I don't know what my problem is. Like I said, it's just it's got to be that I'm just a casual. I need something at all times to tell me where to go and what to do. <laughs> I spent like like 10 minutes on a rooftop in the wonderful 101 because I couldn't figure out that I needed to jump down. It had me like cross a bridge to get onto this rooftop and I had to jump down over a ledge for some reason that was like behind me. And I, I, I don't even know how long I sat there because I'm just too stupid. I'm too fucking stupid to navigate this goddamn game. Clearly you don't appreciate high art in games. It's not art. It's not anything. <laughs> Let's not even talk about high art again. That was we ranted against this high art BS. I didn't even, already. I didn't even talk about the dialogue. Whoever localized this game is clearly like uh, pretty hip to the old internet, and they <laughs> they use just so many cringeworthy statements. Like your character has only been on the Wonderful One Hundred team for just a little while, and so they they call you like a noob. I think he calls you noob cakes at one point. And it's just, ah, it, oh, there's something else he said. I can't remember what it was, but there's there's a whole bunch of, like, modern day references. So everybody basically sounds like teenage girls. That's why I like the French guy, because he just, he just says, like, racist French things. <laughs> <laughs> None of what you're describing makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, that's because this game don't make no sense. <laughs> Even at a base level of, like, just knowing what is going on on the screen at any time, like, even that's pretty hard. You can switch the game so that you play the entire thing on the gamepad. I don't know what kind of psychopath would try to do that. I can barely tell what's going on on a 55-inch TV. I have no idea how anybody could play this on a on a 13-inch. It's not even 13-inch on a on a 6-inch gamepad screen. Fuck you, Platinum Games. <laughs> Fuck you, Nintendo. Jesus Christ. You ruined my life. I really wanted it to be good too, and I really wanted it to um to use the touchpad in a compelling way. But it's just another example of a game where it's just been faster so far to not use the touchpad at all. That's really disappointing to me. Like both Pikmin and uh, and Wonderful One Hundred One, which are probably the biggest titles on the Wii U this year, both of them don't use the touchpad compellingly at all. Me- meanwhile, Rayman Legends releases on every platform ever, and it is it is the best wii u game like it is the best argument that that system has a reason for existing and, and it just uh they they can't can't figure it out i don't know what the deal is well i remember when the ds first came out the only games people made were games where the bottom screen was an inventory screen or if it was a racing game then it was like a, a racetrack overview mm-hmm. it's probably it's probably going to be the same thing for wii u for like a year but that's the thing is that back then i didn't expect nintendo to do that and that's my problem is like the people who have always been able to use Nintendo's weird gimmicks in their system have been Nintendo. Like Nintendo, they're, yeah. they're the ones that didn't just put a map on the bottom of the screen and call it good. You know, they're the ones that made a Zelda game that you can only control with the stylus. They're the ones that made, uh, you know, all these, all these games that have compelling motion controls and things like that. And shit, even Nintendo Land is a great example of how cool and innovative that touchpad is. And then it's like they just, I don't know what happened from there, but every first-party Nintendo game all of a sudden is just not interested in using their one key core feature. The one trade-off for why you have poor graphics in a system that's slower and not as good as the the coming generation, uh, and they're just not even using it. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Wind Waker is coming up. Are you going to be getting that digital or physical? <laughs> I really want it physical. Um <laughs> I like I like having boxes and and uh, I like having the ability to loan it to all of my numerous friends who also own Wii U's and um, I won't have either of that if I buy it digital so I don't know I maybe I'll maybe I'll I believe it's October first for the physical copyright yeah it is so it's actually later because I think it yeah. I think it comes out next week for the uh, digital yeah so I'm I'm really excited to play it I think it looks uh, I think it looks great and I never beat the original so. See, that's my my thing, though. I can't buy that Wind Waker unless they take out the search for the Triforce. They they did. Like, they, they did. did. That's that's gone. They did. Okay. Well, I'm sold then. Maybe I'll finish it now. Time time to get the old Wii U. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was horrible. It's I, like going to those. Uh, it's like going to those little uh, machines in the grocery store where you, you know get the claw and try to grab the stuffed animals. Just doing that for three hours, trying to pick up these little shards of Triforce, and you have to keep you know rocking your boat back and forth to hit the sweet spot so that you actually pick it up out of the water is just infuriating. Yeah, I I think I think a lot of people stopped at that point and it'll be good to be able to go back and, you know, actually do it. I, I don't know what I... they replaced it with. Hopefully a dungeon or something. 
I don't maybe they just throw it at your face like here's the triforce bitch. <laughs> they just they just scatter like the 18 pieces or whatever just around like a single room. They're like go find them all. <laughs> <laughs> to give you like Luigi's vacuum from Luigi's Mansion, just have you suck it up in a fun way. Oh look, here they are! <laughs> <laughs> you drink a potion and you accidentally gag on like the Triforce. Oh, it was in there the whole time. <laughs> I don't like the uh, the bloom in the sky. It really bugs me for some reason. That new bloom they added to the sky in HD. Huh, I thought weird. it looked okay. I, I I think that a lot of those kind of games you got to see running and in action before you. Uh, make too big a call, but it it um it definitely looks different than it did on the cube. It looks better for the most part. Yeah, it's just a few little things. Looks like somebody maybe cranked the dial up a little too high, but should be good. Uh, I'm not a oh. big fan of re-releases usually, but I did buy that way back when it came out Resident Evil Four for the Wii because I just loved the idea of you know using the uh, the Wii remote to point and shoot, which is like so much easier. Plus it had the superior graphics of the GameCube version with all the PS2 stuff in it. So that's pretty much the only time I like rebought a game that I already owned. See, but that's what I'm talking about where like that's a game where they were able to take a re-release and really make it compelling to buy it on that gimmicky system that they have. I don't mean to keep calling it gimmicky. I don't want to denigrate the system because like I said, I, I really like it and I really have had a lot of fun with it in some ways. Like I said, I feel like Wind Waker HD, I haven't seen it in action, but I don't think it will give you a compelling reason to use that touchscreen. Right. Probably not. A- aiming and and uh, all that stuff in Resident Evil 4 was awesome, and that game is definitely best on the Wii, uh, but I don't know that Wind Waker HD will be able to say the same thing. I don't think that there will be anything that will really be that much more compelling than the GameCube version, aside from the fact that they actually finished the game instead of putting in a weird fetch quest. <laughs> I think you're really going to like the final boss fight, though, so it'll be worth playing it again. Yeah, I've, I usually do, like as long as I get to volley a shot back and forth. I'll be happy. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been so long ago, but I'm sure that's what I'll do. So, uh, Jay, hey. playing some GTA Five. I am playing some GTA Five, and thank you for depositing me here, and not the other game you guys made me play this week. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> GTA Five has been pretty awesome so far. I mean, what's there to say about it? I I think my biggest thing with the GTA series is this. I feel like every GTA game kind of tries a little too hard to try and be innovative and introduce a bunch of new systems. And, you know, they definitely pioneer kind of not only the sandbox genre, but a bunch of other genres. But I feel like, you know, there's never been any such thing as a really tight GTA game. Like other games um, that are sandbox will take some mechanic like combat or driving or whatever. And, um, you know, they'll just make it sharper. They'll make it better. Like Sleeping Dogs is an example where, you know, the combat and the driving were both really good. And I never felt like there was any kind of GTA game where everything was really tight. And I feel like it's always because they were overextending themselves. Like they weren't focusing on their systems. And I think GTA 5 finally addresses that problem. And I think all their core mechanics are very tight, but then they also do a whole bunch of other crap so that, you know, you can go anywhere. Like, I, I think I must have spent an hour kind of not doing any missions and just walking around the city and doing different stupid things, like going to a shooting range and then, you know, going to a movie and going to a strip club and all this other kind of stuff. So I feel like as far as GTAs go, this one finally really nails everything that they were working for. And uh, Los Santos is a lot more interesting anyways than Liberty City seems to ever be. I Yeah, I think I think the problem with Liberty City is they always use it kind of as their lead-in to the new eras. So yeah. Liberty City kind of gets the shit under the stick. You know, and I, I guess, I don't know, I guess it's not that Liberty City can't be interesting. They just don't make it interesting. It's like with GTA 4, you end in freaking New Jersey. Who wants to end in New Jersey? That's not interesting. It's <laughs> <laughs> not exciting. It's, it was such a waste because, you know, okay, New York City, kind of the main city, it is what it is. It is all this gray and all these buildings and all that kind of stuff. But you could have done a little bit of um, kind of upstate New York and given us some wilderness. Or you could have done like on the outer ends of the boroughs where you start to have beaches and surfing and yachting and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Liberty City is always just kind of a wasted opportunity. So it feels like with um, with uh, Los Santos there in uh, Blaine County that there's really uh, kind of a lot to do, um, and there's a lot of diversity. It's like I'm not bored 
yet with all my exploration. I'm pretty excited to keep seeing what happens. Is it like San Andreas in that you um, have to like kind of take highways to get to places? Because I kind of like that way. I haven't really gotten out of the city yet, but um, no, not a whole lot of highway action. I mean, L.A., the real thing, if you're ever out there, then yeah, you're on highways all the time. But it feels like this game feels like L.A. without the bad parts. <laughs> it's like you're not spending two hours stuck in traffic on the highway. All the city just kind of flows and you can keep going. And it's like uh, really cool. I don't know. And it's if you played San Andreas, I think you're really going to appreciate kind of the maps in this game. Because, you know, where you start out with Franklin, it's very similar to kind of uh, the Grove. And, you know, you're right next to the aqueduct and all this stuff kind of looks familiar. But it's a lot bigger a lot more detail, a lot prettier. Um, it's it's definitely a good-looking game, um, which is my other thing with GTAs. When GTAs come out, they kind of always look like shit. Uh, and this one, yeah. you know, looks like it's a current-gen game. It looks really good. I think for a GTA game, they're kind of doing what Saints Row uh, did by making things kind of crazy and over-the-top, but they're still kind of doing it grounded in some form of reality. So it's very interesting. So, you know, everything's very exciting. The first mission I did with uh, Michael, uh, his son is trying to sell, you know, his yacht. And so Michael freaks out. He's like, I need to get my yacht back. Uh, you're chasing this yacht, you know, down the highway. And Franklin's with you. Franklin, you know, you tell Franklin to jump on the roof of your car. Franklin jumps from the roof of the car to the yacht. Um, you have to support him with gunfire while goons come at him. And then your son, you know, because he's a moron, he's stuck on the yacht. So now your son is kind of climbing over the mast and uh, the mast is all hanging out over the highway and things are rushing by. So you have to get under your son and catch him before the moron falls off. So, you know, it's all kind of very exciting and very big, but it's still kind of realistic. So yeah. it, it it doesn't have that GTA 4 problem at all where everything is just kind of, you know, drive here and shoot and then drive over there and shoot, you know, much better experience, I would say. So let's put the uh, sandbox wards to rest. Uh, does GTA Five make you forget all about Saints Row Four? Uh, does it make me forget all about which one? Does GTA? <laughs> oh no! Please no! There's the answer but you to loved that it question. so much. <laughs> it's it's kind of. I guess it feels like um, apples and oranges at this point. I guess you know Saints Row Four. They make such a big deal of kind of like the superhero angle, and that you're like Neo in the Matrix. Missions in uh, Saints Row 4 are very segmented because you know when you're going into someone's simulated hell and all this kind of stuff. And this one is kind of free-flowing. So it's weird. I feel like the two series have gotten kind of so different. It's not just kind of like the humor and tone thing. You know, it's like Saints Row 4 may have started as a quote-unquote GTA clone, but it's kind of really turned into its own series, I feel like. I, I think it's kind of pointless comparing the two anymore, honestly. I think I think you're right, actually. I feel like, I, I mean, I know I didn't play 4, but I played 3. And uh, I, I think that it's really kind of carved out its own identity. And aside from the fact that they're both open world and kind of started in the same place, I think the people who buy one, uh, A, are most likely just going to buy the other because that's the kind of stuff they want. And and B, like, I, I don't I had something else to say, but now I don't know what. So um, how does the, uh, you know, you can, I guess you can switch between the different characters on the fly. And I don't know if it was something they were just kind of talking up and it's not really all that great. But do all the main characters, like, are they actually out doing stuff? And then you'll switch to them and they'll actually be in the middle of something. Yeah, they'll, they'll actually be in the middle of something. And, uh, you know, so far, whenever I switch back to Michael, he really depresses me because it's always <laughs> his kind of mid-like crisis stuff. Like the last time I switched back to Michael... Uh, you know, his wife had just cheated on him and he's coming out of a motel and he's like, oh, I couldn't go through with it. Meaning, you know, I couldn't sleep with this prostitute or whatever. So, is, uh, <laughs> isn't that like offset by the fact that you can take him and immediately go sleep with a prostitute? Well, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, you, you can't do it. I'll help you. Yeah, but that's not canon. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if he sees the prostitutes because, um, you know, mine jumped out the car. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she knew you were shady. I she, uh, she, you just let her go. I saw. Uh, I can't remember where I was. Where I was reading about it. Somebody said that they took over for Trevor at one point, and uh, when when they switched to him, he was wearing a dress and in the middle of a desert. <laughs> I thought that sounded I, I, pretty awesome. I, I don't have Trevor yet. I was hoping to get to him before the podcast, but um, 
I hear when you switch back to Trevor, it's always some really crazy shit. It's like like there was one I think I heard where he was just kind of standing on the beach in his underwear surrounded by bodies. <laughs> There's just no explanation. He's just kind of there. Now, the the one that I was, of course, curious about is can you can you make a switch while you have a wanted level? See, I actually didn't test that one yet. Because that seems um, like that would be an easy way. And And a lot of times that's yeah. what I don't like in Grand Theft Auto games is I get tired of like, not being able to do what I want and having to uh, having to start evading the cops, I, I like it much more. Where it would be nice if I could just cop out and right and just <laughs> ah, 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 take that. Uh, oh no! Can you switch to like? I'm trying to think of how to ask this. Can you switch to like one character and go to where another character is and sort of like have them buddy up with you? Well, a lot of the story missions will bring um, the two characters together anyway, or I guess yeah. the three eventually. Um, I don't know if there's like an act, you know, kind of like a recruitment system where you could say, hey, I have this solo mission because it is kind of very strongly story driven. So I'm not sure if they work in the same way, you know, mm-hmm. homies would in Saints Row. I don't I don't uh, think yeah. you guys can like just bump into each other on the street or anything like that. I, I haven't played, so I don't know. But yeah. like, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you can engineer it. I'm just not sure what would happen yet. <laughs> You'll have to test it. I will have to test it. There's a bunch of stuff about, but so far the character switching system is pretty awesome. Um, it really does kind of add a lot of flavor to it, you know. And then it feels like there's some activities I'll do with one character that I won't do with the other, not because I can't, but just because you know I feel like, oh yeah, Franklin's gonna go hit up the strip club while I take you know Michael to the golf course or whatever. I'm sure you guys are used to the usual GTA model where it's like here you are in the city, go ahead and get started, and there's not really a whole lot of story or anything like that. And this is kind of the opposite. In this game, you know, you're starting out like this bank heist gone horribly wrong. And you're playing as Michael and Trevor, and it's introducing you to kind of like all the core mechanics. So combat, you know, driving, stealing cars, all that kind of stuff. And it's really like watching a good open, opening to a good action movie, and the characters are also very well written. It's like these are three characters I kind of want to keep watching. So it's kind of a great way to get you into the game, I think, right away. Sounds kind of like the way they started Saints Row Three, just right with a with a heist. Yeah, true. They started Saints Row Three with with a heist. I think I think the thing is with Saints Row Three, it was definitely a lot crazier, you know, because you're yeah. lifting a bank vault over a city, right. <laughs> you know. In GTA Five, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy, but in a different way. It's like you know, here's this heist and it's gone horribly wrong. What do we want to do about it? Um, and it's gone horribly wrong because of Trevor. So that's actually the interesting thing. So it's going to be interesting when I have to work with them again. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. It sounds like there's kind of some strained relationships there. Yeah, um, and I, I think I think that's a cool dynamic that that game hasn't really explored before. It's a it's a cool dynamic, and I think the other dynamic I really love so far is Franklin and Michael because when the two of them are together, it feels kind of like a buddy cop movie. You know, it's kind of like a it's it's a little bit of a father and son type vibe, you know, like Franklin really wants to learn from Michael, but when they get together, it's just really well written. It's like, you know, I could watch I could watch this as a movie, you know. I don't have anything bad to say about this game. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm actually well, really I, enjoying it. I guess this means we have to go all the way back and talk about amnesia, machine yeah, for pain. <laughs> uh, so in the in uh in, in the wonderful one oh one, they don't fucking have a block button. You have to you have to buy it. You have to go to the store in between missions, and you have to buy it. And they don't tell you that. And there's a dodge button too. You got to buy that too. You don't have them by default. They're not built. Fuck this game. Listen, Mister, you can take all that negative currency and exchange it for happiness. Is um. <laughs> so, which game is worse, Mirror Moon or Machine for Pigs? Okay. I don't think Mirror Moon is a game, so I don't. You know, I don't know if it even qualifies. I, Machine for Pigs isn't a fucking game either. That's the thing about it. It's everyone thought I was full of shit when I played Machine for Pigs, and I was talking about how awful it was and how bored I was. Everyone's like, "Oh, Jay's just being an asshole. He's being cynical, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. It's like you know, and then the other reviews start coming out, and people start watching gameplay videos, and like, "Oh no, it's really like this." So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What if we took GTA Five, right? And I handed it to you, and I said, you can't drive, and you can't shoot, and you basically can't do anything but walk around and look at the story. How would you feel about that? I I played that. It was called Heavy Rain, and it was, <laughs> it was, pretty, it was pretty good. It was all right. <laughs> see, see, here's the thing about Heavy Rain, even though I'm not a fan. Heavy Rain at least had some fucking gameplay in it. It's Amnesia Machine for Pigs has... 
like the odd puzzle that they'll throw in that's really easy to solve, especially because they throw you all the puzzle pieces ahead of time. So you get to the puzzle, you solve it, and you keep going for their bullshit-ass story. And their story is this. You play as Oswald Mandis, uh, who's some fucking entrepreneur at the turn of the century in um in London. And... You know, he has amnesia, and they don't explain why. It, to my understanding, in the original amnesia, they explain why eventually, but they don't explain why this asshole has amnesia. And it's like, okay, I'm stuck in this house, and I need to look for my two boys. And I realized halfway through the game that the game wanted me to honestly believe his kids were alive. And I'm like, you know, he even practically says they're dead at the start of the game. So are you really going to test my intelligence and make me believe that these little assholes are alive? So you're, you know, you're questing through this house and your, your goal is to get deeper and deeper into this massive underground structure to find out where his kids are. Um, you know, because they're running around downstairs or whatever. So your house and your pig factory or whatever the fuck it is and the church and all of them, all of them are part of this massive machine. Now you would think, you would think that would be an excuse to make this mechanism really interesting, right? Like, oh, yeah, this church does this little part here and all that kind of stuff. But they don't have that kind of forward thinking in this game. So everything is really fucking boring. And the machine is just a bunch of wooden planks and steel pipes. And that's it. It's There's, like, nothing interesting about it. It's visually one of the most boring games I've ever played. I've been wondering about the the uh, machine in particular. Is it like a... Is it like a big Rube Goldberg machine where like a pig will like slide down a slide and like knock over some dominoes and then the dominoes <laughs> will, will trip like a robotic arm that will turn around and open like a can of dog food and the dog like food bacon. falls into a pig slop tray and the pig eats it and then the tray is weighted and so once the pig's done eating it, it like it launches a chainsaw and uh, I don't know how it ends. What does the machine do when it's done? <laughs> the machine builds pigmen. Oh, so the chains- man pigs, so the, the chainsaw cuts away the chains of the man pig. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's kind of a waste. Well, I mean, I mean, you actually made a more interesting machine than what's in this game. Uh, the machine is to create man pigs because you know, and there's like a ton of plot holes, and it's it's just full of purple prose kind of bullshit uh, that people think is good writing. And it's kind of like the emperor's new clothes. It's like, oh, they're using all these big words and they're using all these metaphors. So it must be good writing. And when you do it all the time for a story as basic as this one, you know, you couldn't pass this in a freshman college course on literature. You would show this to the professor and he would say, do this shit over again. You know, that's not writing. Using It's just kind of masturbatory uh, BS. Look at Mr. Fancy. I went to college. Ooh, don't. <laughs> Don't try to write a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how you can find the story good. It's The story is this man builds this machine to kind of kill society because, you know, we failed at society or, or whatever. And then he gets amnesia and he decides just to destroy the machine instead. Um, but how many times have you seen this fucking story? You know, how many times have you seen, you know, man creates machine, machine goes crazy and becomes a godlike monster? It's like, it's, it's a fucking ancient kind of story. So the only way to make that story interesting is to tell it in kind of unique ways. And this is not a unique way of telling the story. Like Oswald has no personality. You know, it's kind of like the most basic imagining of it ever. Like Bioshock Infinite, it's a very similar story. You know, clearly not a machine. We're talking about Elizabeth and Columbia, but, um, you know, it's a very similar story, but it's told in such an interesting and unique way that it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I can watch this one. This one is kind of pretty basic, you know, oh yeah, you're Kyle Reese and you destroy Skynet. Go ahead and do it. It's completely nonsensical. I, I think what I like about, uh, Bioshock Infinite is they feel like they had to destroy humanity because they honestly feel like human beings are sinners and that they need to purge the earth, right? In Portal, GLaDOS, kind of goes psychotic and she decides she needs to kill everyone so what happens in a machine for pigs is he creates this machine uh to create man pigs to go out and kill everyone because he's seen into the future and he's seen the 20 the 20th century and he's seen world war one and world war two 
So how am I going to prevent mass genocide? By committing mass genocide. That's his reason for building the machine. And it makes absolutely no fucking sense. It's a justification they honestly want me to believe in this game. That, you know, he was going to be the savior of mankind by destroying mankind. And it makes absolutely no fucking sense in the slightest. Maybe you need to consider somebody else's opinion on this matter. Because I think you're being a little bit one-sided. Okay. See, this is from Ver345P. Yes, please and go in ahead. His, in his opinion, puzzles are kind of easy and guided, but the atmosphere, the storytelling, the voice acting, the enhanced level designing, it is just great. That's oh, really? The, don't be a dumbass complaining because there's no oil or tinder boxes, because you didn't clearly play the game. Now when you are in full darkness, you can't see anything, not even turning your gamma up a bit. So if you face a monster, you have two options. Turning on the lamp and let him see you, or turning it off and don't see anything. This makes a lot of tension. It sounds like he had a shitty monitor, because I could see shit just fine in the dark. Um, <laughs> but not only that, the man-pigs are the most unscary thing on the planet. They don't do that much damage. They're slow as fuck, and their design is like something out of a Saturday morning fucking cartoon. If you turn on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's a man-pig for you. That's what you're looking at. If you, if you turn on World of Warcraft, that's a fucking man-pig. It's like no fucking originality or creativity to the design at all. I design scarier monsters when I take a shit on the toilet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was on the toilet. Let, let's, let's fix this story. Let's workshop this, okay? So, Osmond, Osmond, Osmond Mando, he, <laughs> he is sitting around one day. I don't really know the circumstances by which he has seen the future, but, um, he's, I don't, no, because they don't say it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, so he's, he goes to see a, a, a seer, uh, an elderly witch, and he rescues her from a, a house that is on fire after picking up his copy of whatever <laughs> Grand Theft buggy. <laughs> and uh and he, and she shows him she shows him she says look into my portal and he looks at he gazes into the portal and he sees uh Miley Cyrus twerking grinding up on Alan whatever his name is his son and and then he builds the machine is that does that get us another star in the review I, that gets you another star because i think that's a far better storyline i think Miley Cyrus is a, a good justifiable reason as to why you want to commit mass genocide. Um, <laughs> much more evil than Hitler. Yes. <laughs> definitely, yes, definitely. She, she almost certainly twerked more than Hitler. She, she did. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The history, the history books will have to answer that one for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those mysteries you can never know. I mean, it, it has a lot of nerve to call itself a horror game as well. You know, the only scares in the game are the ones you kind of manufacture yourself. So if you expect you're playing a horror game, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be scared for a little while. And then, you know, I got to my third or fourth map and nothing was fucking happening. I'm like, you know what? Nothing scary is going to happen in this game at all. And nothing did. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. I was like, nothing, nothing scary was going to happen and nothing did happen. I feel like I feel like there's an interesting dynamic here where, like, you hate this game and and, and Jason hates his game because they have almost nothing going on and uh and conversely I hate my game this week because it feels like it has a lot going on and has shown me how to do none of it like <laughs> they they crammed in too much game and I'm really bad at it and that makes me makes me mad and Mike gets his freebie this week he gets a you know a passable game not a lot of rage I like my I killed a possessed train with a samurai sword see that yeah. sounds cool <laughs> It was kind of badass. That was more action than all of our three games put together. <laughs> no, mine is mine is super action packed. It just takes forever. But how many hot babes do you get in yours? Well, so I didn't mention this about the wonderful one hundred and one. When you die, you whoever you are controlling at the time will fly into the air and immediately lose all their clothing, save their underwear. So Bet that doesn't happen in GTA Five. That's kind of hot. No, That'd be pretty sweet, actually, if you could get hit by a car so hard in Grand Theft Auto <laughs> that all your clothes flew off. I mean, there actually are boobies in Amnesia Machine for Pigs, if you're that desperate to see boobies. That does not sound like a good scenario for boobies. Actually, um, it's I will apparently... say this about Killer is Dead. It's got some of the most graphic simulated sex I've ever seen in a Japanese game that's not pornographic. 
are we talking more graphic than jumping into a bathtub in some unsuspecting woman's house and slapping her tits <laughs> until she throws you out of the bathtub and then you break her neck over the side? That's pretty graphic. <laughs> I feel the like game sounds good. I feel like I need some context there. <laughs> <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> oh, I, I I gave you guys the link to a video earlier, and I don't think anybody watched it, and it was probably for the best. Oh, I I think right, I know the one. It it said there was a, uh, a, a content advisory, and I was <laughs> I was a little dodgy opening it at work. All I know is it's some weird Japanese game where I guess. She, the object is to punch women who are taking baths or something. Oh, okay, like okay. I skip stipulated, it's Killer is Dead is not a pornographic game. If you get a Japanese porno game, it's it's on. So I guess we're almost running out of time. Almost. And by almost, I mean, yeah, we're out of time. Pro- probably, probably right there, right? Yeah. Let me let me make my plea to you. <laughs> if, if you can help me fig- Weekly plea. figure out what the fuck is going on in wonderful one you send me an email at contact at enemy slime.com uh if you if you found this uh podcast because you read the url on a piece of paper that was stuffed into a bottle and uh, cast into the sea you should visit us at our website that you probably don't know enemy slime.com you should follow us on twitter which is the enemy slime and you should like us on Facebook, which is also facebook.com slash theenemyslime. And if you don't do those things, I'll be sad. He'll stab you. And if you're on like a desert island and you see a copy of Wonderful 101 just laying on the shore, and even if it says there's like food inside that could sustain you, don't open it. Even if it looks like it is floatable and could be used as part of your raft, I implore you to just leave it there. Just, don't touch it. Just leave it on the island. Um, <laughs> I really will keep going. Maybe it'll get good. I'm not holding my breath, though. I guess with that, we're out. Yes, we are. (laughs) 